0: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas henry Catless. This is The Fan, early morning show. It's The Wake-Up Show. The Wake-Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber, and you can apply online at 84Lumber.com. So, a couple events to get to tonight. We're going to talk about, of course, the Steelers play over the weekend. This is the last time you're going to hear from me over the radio before the Steelers play the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. But the Pittsburgh Penguins have a game tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. The Penguins 2-4 and four right now in the season. So, they're not off to, we wouldn't call it a hot start. They're not buried yet, but not an ideal start. And then Thursday Night Football tonight, 8-15 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're 3-3 playing the 4-3 Buffalo Bills. You can listen to that game right here on 93.7 The Fan Live. Coverage can be heard through Westwood One. And we are running that broadcast, so if you want to listen, you can. Right here on The Fan. You can also listen on the free Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. Download it. It's free. Search 93.7 The Fan there, and you can get the game feed. When it's on. And you can also listen to us, too, at any point in time and rewind. So if you have a favorite show that uh, you missed somebody, you missed a guest, or you missed a fun segment, you can go back, rewind to that up up to 72 hours. So, yeah, good stuff. Odyssey app. Yeah. Football tonight. Penguins playing. You know, Crowley and Doran were talking yesterday about uh, the Cleveland Browns as well and the Sean Watson situation. And it really just, when you sit back and you absorb. The the magnitude of what that deal signified, I never thought Deshaun Watson was going to be, you know, the way he played in Texas, I never thought that he was going to truly regain such form from his top years in Texas, in Houston. But yeah, I mean, he, he went to the team, and everybody's talking about how he might revitalize the team, and... They were paying so much for him because they knew he could turn the team around. And I mean, I kind of just rolled my eyes at the time at those notions because, you know, I didn't think that he was just going to automatically, you know, miss over a year of playing in the NFL and just automatically go to Cleveland and succeed. And Cleveland seems cursed just a little bit, but he didn't want to go there. And then they paid him guaranteed money and then he went there. So Cleveland escaped embarrassment for the moment, right? They got their guy and they shifted the the way that other players, especially quarterbacks, got money. Because he was the ceiling, so it affected the market for quarterbacks, which I'm sure frustrated other owners in the NFL. So there was that. But the the, the Browns were not embarrassed, right? You know, Deshaun Watson said, I ain't going there. And then they threw all that money at him, and then he went there. But maybe suffering through the temporary embarrassment would have prevented them from feeling what they're feeling right now. Which um, which is even more embarrassment because the fact that the backup, P.J. Walker, has gone into a couple games now and played well enough to get by just barely with a win in each game, that I think is more embarrassing than what it would have been had they just not gotten Deshaun Watson and tried another option, a cheaper option, a more reasonable option, and, and, you know, if they hadn't shifted the quarterback market. Right, they could have saved themselves from all kinds of embarrassment because, you know, the other teams ended up paying up to quarterbacks around the league, and we saw over the the offseason a bunch of quarterbacks get a lot more money just to kind of match where that market is. That's part of the reason that Lamar Jackson was holding out as well because he believed he was better than Deshaun Watson. And since the market was set there, he wanted to get about as much or more. And he ended up getting a healthy contract out of it, so that's that's true. And I believe Lamar Jackson's shown more. Uh, but uh, with Deshaun Watson, he, uh, I, I mean, with with the amount of money they spent for him to trade for him, and the amount of assets that they – or resources, I should say, that they put toward him. And and now he's not starting, or he is starting, but then he gets hurt and P.J. Walker comes in and finishes out games. I mean, that to me is more embarrassing than it would have been if they would have just not traded for him and not given him that guaranteed money. Because the Browns not only hurt the rest of the league by setting a different market for quarterbacks – but the browns seem to have hurt themselves because he's not playing well like whether he's injured or whether he just doesn't have it anymore this is where the browns are now now they're you know so they're winning games and pj walker seems to be a suitable backup and the browns aren't buried but i don't know if that's because of deshaun watson and his efforts and i think that the cleveland browns they just they really it's just an interesting case. Cuz they're they're in trouble too cuz they really can't release him. Like they can't get rid of him. They can't they can't do anything with him. Because that money is so great. Like it's a, it would be a dead cap hit that it would it wouldn't be sustainable. Like they wouldn't be able to have like they wouldn't be able to replace that. They wouldn't have the space to invest a, a whole great amount of money. So it's an interesting case study uh, with the Cleveland Browns in that regard with Deshaun Watson. I mean, it's just – if P.J. Walker goes out there and wins another game for the team, I'm just going to laugh. I'm going to be – I'm going to be laughing hysterically at the Browns probably needing to have a $230 million backup like a two hundred thirty million dollar, hey, we'll use you as a backup, PJ Walker's gonna start. Like what I don't know what they do. Like, I feel like they have to play the guy because they're paying him so much money. But is he the best option to win the Browns games? And that's I mean, that's an important question for the team to to answer. And it's like, what's more important in this case? And it brings up an interesting question. I mean, is it more important? to trust the guy that you've invested a historic amount of money in? Or do you care about winning enough to trust the backup that's come in and won you a few games so far? What would you do? I mean, give me a call, 412-928-9370. You can also talk to me on X at Callis underscore three. tag me in a post. I'll respond either verbally or I'll send you a message back uh, if I like your comment enough for – you know, if you got a good discussion point. But, I mean, what what would you do in the Browns situation? Is it important to play the guy you're investing a whole lot of money in? Or do you care more about winning enough to put a guy in who has had some temporary success so far? Do you have that, you know, flexibility to try the guy that's winning you games in P.J. Walker in this example? Or stick with a Deshaun Watson- guy that you've given that historic amount of money to, and you should play just because you are giving him that amount of money. 412-928-9370. You can give me a phone call. You can also hit me up again on X. That's at Callas underscore three. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore three, and we'll chat about it. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I'm a... I can't really say too much because i've never invested so much money into something like that so i don't know what i would do as an owner i know if i were a coach i would pick the guy that was playing the best but you know from an ownership standpoint and investing that much money i don't know what kind of pressure ownership would put on me to continue to play the guy that they're investing so much money in so i think it's tough But let me know what you would do 412-928-9370 play a guy that's uh just because he's making a lot of money, or play the guy that has had some uh, temporary success. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Talk to me again on X as well at callous underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. I'm gonna take a break. I'll come back. We'll answer that question. We'll talk some more. Uh, talk about some more sports. The Penguins play tonight again, and it's Thursday night football tonight. So uh, we got a lot to uh, get into this morning. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and this is the Fan Early Morning Show on Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so stop into Sun for a chance to win great autographed memorabilia and tickets from your favorite Pittsburgh athletes. It's been getting warmer these last few days. Today, high of seventy-three, low of fifty-two. Expect partly cloudy skies throughout the day. Tomorrow, high of seventy-four, low of fifty-eight. More partly cloudy skies expected, and then uh, uh yikes, rain over the weekend. Forty percent chance on Saturday. Seventy percent chance. On Sunday, temperature highs dropping below uh, 60. And then next week, already I'm looking, and it seems like temperature highs are going to be in the 40s. Ugh, November's coming around, isn't it? Halloween's on Tuesday, too. That's kind of nuts that that's already here. And how about Pet Fest, too? Pet Fest going on on Saturday, October the 28th. Uh, Since so this Saturday, stage AE, uh, 11 a.m., it starts. So uh, bring your pets. A lot of stuff going on down there. I think I'm going to bring my dog Larry down there as well for a little bit. You'll see me there. Um, i got a Halloween parade I'm going to it, uh, in Bethel Park um, around 9 o'clock in the morning. But then after I'm done with that parade, I'm going to be uh, stopping over to Stage AE with Larry. Uh, and we'll hang out. Pet Fest. Stage AE on Saturday. So see uh, how you can get tickets at 937thefan.com. Uh, all right, we're still talking a uh, little bit about the Browns, right? I talked about what a catastrophe it is that they have Deshaun Watson. And I just heard, I hadn't heard this news, but um, um, I just did during one of those NFL Now reports, um, Deshaun Watson's not even going to play on Sunday. So there's that. So for, what well, I think it's the third or fourth week, um, he's not going to play a complete game at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns right now, I mean, they're set up well. They are four and two and, and right now they're tied with the Steelers. Now the Steelers have the tiebreaker technically because the Steelers uh beat them, but the, the Steelers are gonna play the Browns in a in a couple weeks in Cleveland. Um but yeah, the Browns are set up like they're not they're not in a bad position. That's not necessarily to uh Deshaun Watson's credit, because he hasn't been the main guy in the last few games now. But I mean, do you as an owner or as a coach, some member of the team, do you do you play the guy that's playing better? Uh, or do you play the guy just because you're paying him $230 million over a long period of time? So, yeah, I mean, that's really the, the, the question again. I, I think it's tough because if I were investing so much money into a quarterback, I would want to have that Quarterback play, but at the same time, if I'm a head coach, I'm like, nah, play the best guy. We want to win football games. And if I were the head coach too, I'd probably admit that it was a des- uh, disastrous contract to begin with, just you know, very unusual, and in, right now it's backfiring majorly on the Cleveland Browns. But you can call if you want to, four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. I got a few more minutes left to talk with you before the Fan Morning Show pre-show um, begins with Adam Crowley and Doran Dickerson, and we do have a caller right now on the line. We got Roland. In Castle Shannon. Good morning, Roland.
2: Hey Nick, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. Basking in the Browns struggles though. Although they're not really struggles, it's just Deshaun Watson. But what's on your mind?
2: I was gonna talk about the Steeler game, how this Jacksonville game Go for it. back on back on track back on track.
1: Go ahead,
2: yeah. Am I on the air right now, Nick?
1: You are on the air, yeah.
2: Okay, I apologize. I'm talking a little softly to you. my biggest thing since I got back from LA is I think Tomlin saw something against L.A. that he's going to exploit against Jacksonville. And that is, I think he now knows the matchups that they can win every time. And the most important one is the guy named George Pickens. For sure. What I want to see happen is I want to see Kenny emerge as the leader of this team. He's got to do like You ever see Brady on the sideline when he talks to his receivers?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: He needs to have conversations with these guys. Because they want to make sure they're always in sync. Kenny needs to take control of the offense right now. Forget about Matt Candy. We're stuck with him till the end of the year. They've made that clear. Right. Kenny's got to emerge as the leader of this offense. They need a leader. They don't have a leader right now. And Cam, when Cam comes back, how would you like to bring an all-pro guy back in week eight or week nine to get ready to make a run for your seventh Super Bowl? Don't you think Cam coming back is going to stop a lot of defensive woes yeah, I, I think the they'll run- be a
1: little more strengthened up the middle. The linebacker situation—I mean, other than TJ Watt, it's been a little shaky.
2: Totally agree, Nick. I totally agree with you. Some guys that they thought were going to be studs, including Pat Pete,
1: yeah.
2: Holcomb. Holcomb's been a disappointment. I know he's hurt, but they need somebody that's just going to be consistent that can cover the pass over the middle. I thought Quan was going to be that guy, and, and maybe Quan's going to emerge as the guy that can not only Stop the run, but he can also defend the pass. They, they need a linebacker. I mean, they're never going to get another Ryan Chase here, but yeah. they need somebody that can defend both the run and the pass at the same time. And I think Quan's the best guy because he has pure speed and he can chase guys down. And, and here's my other thing for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. I know Omar Khan, he got rid of Gunner. Omar forced Tomlin to get rid of Gunner. He's, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a bust. So Omar's influence, he's the smartest guy in the Steelers organization. He's going to make a trade here. Patrick Sertan's name just keeps coming up over and over again. But they're going to get somebody that can either be an outside corner and replace Levi Wallace, or Joey's going to play every snap. They're going to add somebody that's going to be a key guy. So Mink, Mink's down in the box against the Rams. He was like a linebacker. they got to get Mink back roaming the field. And they got to beef up that secondary. And uh, I think they're going to win their seventh Super Bowl. In fact, I'm confident of it. They're going to beat Jacksonville, and that's going to get them on the roll for a 12-5 and five season.
1: Roland, thank you for the call. Yeah. Yeah, really getting pumped up on this Thursday morning. Let's go. Steelers are going to win their seventh Super Bowl. Roland's been saying that for a few weeks now, so it's not just uh, a prediction after seeing a sample size. He really uh, he saw it early on, and uh, he's predicting their seventh Super Bowl. If they play a little better, I'll I'll get on board with that. But, um, you know, I mean, we've been talking about this, too. If they win games, what does it matter? Um, I don't think that the way they win is sustainable. I've said that before. But um, maybe they can. You know, I don't know. But uh, the Steelers are in good position right now, 4-2. They are just ahead of the Browns by a a tiebreaker because the Steelers beat the Browns in the second week of the season. Jacksonville Jaguars, they are the leader in the AFC North. Or excuse me, the AFC South, they're 5-2. and two. So they're playing this weekend. They're not infallible, but they've been playing well. The Steelers, I wouldn't classify them as playing well, but they've squeaked out wins. Okay, let me rephrase that. The Steelers have played well in certain portions of games to lead them to wins.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...